Welcome to the Infinite Velocity and Business Growth Show by Scaling with Media, where we're going to show you how to create what we call the Affinity Channel, where you can take a lead and turn that lead into a raving fan, turn that raving fan into a buyer, turn that buyer into a referral, turn that referral into a prospect, turn that prospect into a raving fan, and so on and so forth. The circle just keeps going and your business achieves what we call infinite velocity to where it goes to the moon. Welcome back to the Scaling with Media podcast. I am your host, Derek Stupski. And today I got a really neat guest. We're chatting a little bit offline. Super excited to introduce him to you. With me today is Sarvash, who is the founder and CEO of Six Packs Gym out of Culver City, California. Sarvash, welcome to the Scaling with Media podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you just give the audience a brief overview of what is Six Packs Gym? So Six Pack Gym is a small gym in Culver City, California, We're mainly focused on private training. People come with a goal in mind and we basically get them in shape. It's a lot of fun. I'm having a blast at this small gym. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. And, and you and I were chatting off air a little bit before we started recording that you have a pretty motivating backstory. So uh, I would love for you to share that with us now. We'll kind of see where it takes us and we'll go from there. Absolutely. Hopefully this uh, little story from mine will inspire guys to either take action or, or if they want to open a gym, just follow my steps. So I'm originally from Iran. At the time when I was growing up, I grew up through a war, Iran-Iraq war. Everything American was illegal. Bodybuilding, boxing, everything was illegal. Growing up, I had no idea. We never saw it. It was only two-channel propaganda against war in America. So I was just a kid growing up on the street and Started, my dad started enrolling me on Taekwondo classes. The life was brutal. It was war. It was, we always had to stand in line of bread, oil to get some to bring home. It was a brutal life. At eight years old, I started doing Taekwondo classes and I was really good at it. I got my black belt by 16 years old. When I was 16, I was competing for national team. They sending me to compete for national team. We were part of a religious minority, so they were not giving us job. My dad and my whole family, they had no, in Iran, considered as infidel. So they were not giving us job. My dad uh, and my uncles, they all made musical instrument and they sell it on the street. And the funny thing with music was banned in Iran. So it was, it was illegal to actually have musical instrument. Most of the time they arrest my dad, they break his instrument. So he would come home upset. It was a really brutal life when we were going through it. Then I, one day I was 16 years old. I was around 15, 16. One of the guys, uh, we were playing soccer in the dirt and he showed me Arnold picture. And I was like, what the hell is this? And it, <laughs> I was so fascinated by the guy. He's standing on the beach looking happy. I said, oh my God. And I was constantly getting bullied in the school. So I said, man, if I look like this guy, you know, he's a deterrent. Nobody can mess with me. So I started going to black market, looking at the more bodybuilder picture. I was so fascinated by it. And one of the guys, he told me, oh, I have the Mr. Olympia video. So we broke into his mom's, you know, video cassette. At the time, it was illegal to have a video player, believe it or not. So we broke into it and we watched bodybuilding. And I was like, oh, my God, this is it. I want to be a bodybuilder. So I was keep going through life. And at 18, I went to university. But at university, I noticed my eye. Well, my right eye, I couldn't see. It was a blur. So the, in Iran, they told me that I have cancer in my right eye. So it wasn't a treatable in Iran. So they told me it's going to leak to your liver and that's it. It's over. So I, my dad gave me a hundred bucks. I left Iran and I went to Europe to treat it. So I went and I ended up in England. I work in a pizza shop, sleeping under the oven, paid for a treatment to my eye. So unfortunately, I lost my eye and they told me in the next few years, if it leads to your liver, that's it. So we just have to keep it to luck. So I told, and I told myself, you know what, I'm going to follow my dream and bodybuild. So in England, in the, this uh, Dorian Yates, who was a professional bodybuilder, he had a gym in, in Birmingham. I don't know if you heard of him. 
And so I started training at his gym and we were disciple of his heavy duty training. And that was the only escape, man, we had from life in England was rough too. People didn't like refugees. They constantly calling us name. You know, it was a very, very ugly living. Um, but that gym was basically my escape. And I was going to gym lifting. I was getting good. I was putting on muscle. But unfortunately, I couldn't get my paperwork. So and so I started, you know, I stayed there for six, seven years, but nothing was happening. And I wanted to pursue this bodybuilding. So I, I was young and I bought a fake passport. I said, you know what? I'm going to go to America, follow my dream. As soon as I landed in America, they arrested me for terrorism. They put me in, pr in prison for almost a year. CIA, FBI, <laughs> you name it. They interviewed me every day. They, they, they're taking me, they're constantly changing my prison because we were in a maximum security prison. I couldn't see sky, nothing. So after that, after a year of integration, not, nothing happened. So they told me, hey, sorry about the mistake. They let me out on the street. So I was homeless on the street. Chicago called one of the inmates that it was, uh, it was uh, at the time, it was, uh, I met him in, to the prison. He took me to a house for three months. I slept in his basement. From there, I start, Chicago starts snowing and I hated the snow. I bought a train ticket and I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to California. I came to California, worked for three years as a security guard, and I lost my job. And with that $3,000, with the $3,000 unemployment, I opened six-pack gym with nothing, only a, a couple of dumbbells, a bar, a little space, about 1,000 square foot. I paid the guy 1,900 bucks for the rent. I started pumping, and I knew what I'm doing because I studied bodybuilding so much. When I came to California, I started competing, you know, getting to the shows, and I started rubbing elbow with the best bodybuilders in the world at the Gold's Gym, Venice. So once I started building the uh, gym, the, the six-packs, I knew how to train people with only a bar and a couple of dumbbells. So I started growing it a little by little, but it, I wasn't getting ahead. I was constantly doing a one-on-one -on -one sessions. It was a, I was selling sessions. I was never getting ahead. I met somebody at the gym, was one of my clients. So he told me how to start doing semi-private classes. I start systemizing my gym. So I'm, I systemized the gym. Now we are at the 1,000 square foot with even COVID being outdoor only by four or five benches, our gym, uh, which is a listen about 800 square foot. We're making a million dollars uh, a year. So that's a, uh, that's a short story of me making it all the way to six man building six packs. <laughs> wow. So, so growing up in Iran and then coming to the States mm -hmm. and now running a million dollar business. That's right. <laughs> that's one hell of a story. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I come from the fitness world as well. So that's kind of where I broke into the entrepreneurship and all of that is, is building and growing my gym and I ended up exiting. So I understand the industry pretty decently and worked with a couple of companies uh, work for a couple of companies in terms of like the coaching consulting side of when it comes to fitness business. So like your story like resonates with me. Uh, yeah, awesome. Like it's a Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Eric, uh, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, so through the COVID, when the gym shut down, especially yeah. you guys know, um, uh, LA was pretty uh, strict about it. So still is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the three months that we shut down. So I told myself, you know what, what uh, it was all kind of crazy talk coming to your head because you now you're about to lose your business after all these years. So what I did, I wrote a book about my life and how to basically from the beginning to now, and I built how to build a gym from a $3,000 all the way to this. So I and then my, uh, uh, basically worked on a book now, hopefully in the publishing, hopefully by March, it's going to be out. <laughs> and that's going to be a part of my value ladder to start licensing the six packs gym and hopefully have it all over America. I love that. I love that. So is the title set? Can you share the name of the title of the book? 
I'm, I'm not sure yet, but I believe, I believe I'm going to go with a small gym, big result because I already have a trademark. So it's going to be the, the basically building the American dream, you know, from, from nothing. <laughs> All right. So if it is March of 2022 and you are listening to this podcast, look up Survash. His book should be out if you're interested in starting a gym from basically nothing and growing it into what seems like on the path to being an empire. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yes. That, I believe it's going to help a lot of people. I know a lot of passionate people are out there training people, but they're getting burned out by doing one-on-one -on -one session, but all the, uh, the old, basically the old school way of doing things and they get burned out and uh, it's a very, very tough. And hopefully this will help a lot of people you know, to get out of that, uh, you know, rat race. No, absolutely. And one-on-one -on -one training is just trading dollars for hours. It's all yes. you're doing, right? So your semi-private type model, I know there's a lot of gyms out there that run like a semi-private. They also run like a larger group as well. And that's when you're starting to see that cash flow come in because you're, you're killing four birds with one stone, five birds with one stone at a pretty reasonable rate, maybe not as high as personal training, but it's a heck of a lot higher than 97 bucks a month of what some people charge. All right. Correct. That, that is correct. So the, the thing I have built a system for every part of this business, for example, the legion, nurturing, delivery, retention, upsell, everything has to be has been systemized. There is no uh, basically everything is clear to the trainer, to the person that runs the gym, to the clients that are coming in. Everyone know what they're getting. So it's clear on both both party. And uh, we have a pretty hardcore following in Culver City and uh, I'm helping the Culver City High School. A team uh, we are very involved in the community so that's that's the whole vibe of creating a small gym in the community and serving that community and hopefully training the grandkids <laughs> when it comes to that so, so let, let's talk about that a little bit more is like how important is a communication clear precise communication and then also having clear precise systems been to your growth absolutely huge what i believe is constantly uh, sharing your journey with your community they you want them to see that you're pushing through you want them to see uh, you know going through the challenges everyone roots for you what, what i find out in america it's just all my neighbors everybody wants to contribute to the gym and make it better it's just a great culture here that we have and we should take advantage of it as a business owner we should not come off as a perfect all the time because then if you know all the answer nobody's there to help you and the other way you ask ask your client ask your people for feedback your neighbors get them involved engage them you know if you're putting a mats on the floor hey engage a couple of neighbors to come in and they feel great as well it's been a big i think it's been big in my biggest asset having people around me and uh, using them, you know, to my, uh, to my leverage, basically they want to contribute and I love having them around. I just created a family at my gym and it's constantly growing. It's getting better and better. I want to kind of back up of what you said really quick of like that support that you have, the ability to ask people that stems a lot from you as a person, <laughs> your character, the, the ability to give back, because let's face facts. If you're a jerk, if you're constantly take, take, take and never giving, and then you ask, you know, for even more, it's really hard to build that community. So I think that tells a lot about the individual by the types of support that they have. If they have big community support, it means that you're a big hearted individual that is giving, that is super likable, that puts in the time to make sure that people actually get what they're paying for. And then some versus the alternative. Absolutely. Thank you so much for saying that, Derek. But us from being in a fitness business, basically, we are helping people. That's the whole intention of the gym being Absolutely. open, right? So any way that we can, and um, a lot of time, uh, uh, people, I think they're looking at a return on investment re real fast. 
And when you're a local business like mine, when you're a small gym in a little neighborhood, you want a reputation, you got to build and it takes time, no cookie cutter, none of that stuff that these days, a lot of guru marketing guru come to the gym space and, uh, you know, advising people to do things fast. And that's not the way to go. When you're in a community, I emphasize on this, the guys who are running a local business, build your reputation and it takes time give and give as much and then it will accumulate and it will return it will come back to you and get engaged with the kids with anything anybody that you can help with and don't worry about it it will come back to you i'll promise that well it sounds like investing right i remember talking to my father about investing when i was 19 20 years old started getting you know out of college and started making some money he's like even if you can just put a couple hundred bucks away a month, that's all it's going to take. And it's going to compound over time. But no, the 22 year old Derek wants to make the million dollars now and be a millionaire tomorrow. Right. And so like, as you get older, you start to realize that there's so much truth to what you just said of like build and build and build. Cause I'm sure it does like investing compound over time. Correct. Uh, I, I, if you go with this kind of attitude to it, I have no doubt you'll be successful. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about a little bit of the business side. You said you have it all systematized out from lead gen, nurture, sales, retention, ascension, all of that. So what are you seeing right now as the number one driver for you to have sales opportunities to help more people in your community? First, uh, I, I would say clear your message. Who are you? What are you? What are you saying? Very make it very clear, and then it find you find who your target market market is. For example, for me, my avatar. I've interviewed hundreds of my clients to know exactly who these guys are. You know, like a, the income, where they live. So when I speak to them, I know who am I speaking to. I'm not a scattered. I'm not trying to target everybody. I can only serve so many people, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll go after that and I'll polish my copy, polish my messages. If, For example, mine is a very aggressive tone. I, I attract people who are businessmen, like successful people in the industry. They don't have time. There is no BS. There is no buffer. Just boom, right to the point. And they love my attitude. So they come and get a result and they can go in and out anytime they want. So I think having a clear message of who you are and what you are about that's what's gonna uh, basically, and don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't don't try to be people pleasing. Say who you are, and then you you basically you you build that culture within your business, which mine is a gym, and uh, you, those guys will grow the business. You know, I heard a saying a couple months ago, fairly new to me, but your vibe is your tribe, right? It was like you are who you are, attract who who would like you, right? Who is like you? Who would like being around you? And then you go from there. You try You try to be someone that you're not. You try to fake it. You, you try to be something completely different just to appease the masses. That's when you get into trouble. Yeah, you get burned out. I mean, so many trainers, they go in and they take like a, they're bodybuilders. They start, you know, because somebody asked them, hey, can you do boxing as well? They do boxing too. They do like a yoga too. So then down the road, you get burned out. You have to protect yourself. You have to understand. And not only yourself, you say, okay, you know what? I'll delegate it to my uh, staff. My trainers, I have like a six people working for me, but I make sure uh, my clients that are coming in, I make sure they fit the culture. They actually fit, otherwise they're going to burn out to my guys. And then yeah. if I do the trainer, it's cost me a lot more than actually lose a client. You're a hundred percent correct. And I think that has a lot to do with setting expectations in the very beginning, right? So like, if you don't set those expectations, I don't care if you're in the fitness world, if you're selling cars, if you're if you're a plumber or whatever it is, if you don't set expectations of what it is as a service that you deliver, and then every single time somebody goes, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you give me a discount? And you bend over backwards for them every single time. That is now the client expectation is they can run all over you. And just what you were saying, they're going to get burnt out. 
there. And you, I, I think you, they lose respect for you too. Yes. I, I believe, you know, when people come to me, they know who I am. That's it, bodybuilding. You come to me, I'll get you in shape. There's nothing, there's no if, but I can recommend to somebody else if you want to learn judo, but I am <laughs> not teaching it. So uh, the, uh, I think by me, uh, as a message is not constantly copying on a Facebook ad. So the message is you can, the way you're carrying yourself as well, the way you're handling situation. Uh, you know, this, these are, so you have to really represent. You can't live two life. I've seen a lot of business owners, like a gym owners, the guy coming in, uh, he's a bodybuilder in the gym, and then the evening time he's a surfer, and he's talking about surfing. So you got to be, in my opinion, you got to be one thing and just pound it until everyone knows you and you build a reputation for your business. I love it. Be 100% bought into who you are and what you want to represent. Absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. So with your services, are you solely brick and mortar? Or do you offer online services as well? So for example, you and I live 3,000 miles away. I live in New York. So like if... I wanted to contact you to work with you. Is that a possibility? No, no. Right now, we only focus on one thing because the business changes. If you go online, the avatar completely changes. The whole system can be changes and it's a different animal. No, I'm doing one thing and that is I'm building six packs, a small gym that gets results and I'm perfecting the system here and I will license it exactly the way it is. I like to have the little gyms because in my my mission kind of the I love old school bodybuilding when the guys were training and it was like a it was this uh, rivalry people go in and pump they see each other you know it was the mirrors and the oh yeah the, oh yeah vibe of the bodybuilding like in my opinion it's getting lost a little bit a lot of fitness people coming in a lot of uh, weird stuff is happening so it's watering down old school bodybuilding so i want to keep it alive and i don't want commercial gym big gyms uh we're kind of pretty much going against those guys a uh, little gym in the garages in every neighborhood just pumping iron yeah I love that. I love that. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, the biggest takeaway is like, know who you are and continue just to drive that home, drive that home, drive that home, drive that home and compounding over time, you're going to have that success. I love it. Absolutely. Myself, I counted it. I think I've put 50,000 hours of training people, training, actually shouting five more, six more uh, from six in the morning to night. Guys, just focus on being excellent. And everything else will follow. I promise you that. Just be, get obsessed with being the best. I, I want to be dominating the, the my uh, basically this West side by being the best, not by my marketing stuff. Those those marketing stuff, all those guys, it's you. They're talking about you. So if you're not good, if you, I mean, you build the biggest following, and then they come see you and get disappointed. It's it's heartbreaking. So no, you want to be really really good. Constantly study and as uh, Derek said, get obsessed with it. I think and be one thing and just. Live that life for putting work for 10 years. I promise you, every person, myself, I'm driving around anywhere. I drive around dentists anyway. They know me because of just uh, because of consistency of being in a corner, just training people. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think this is one of the golden messages to take away. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're thinking about getting into a business, is that we cannot be distracted by the shiny penny right? We can't be the golden retriever that is playing fetch and then sees a squirrel and takes off running after the squirrel. Like Absolutely. we have to stay consistent through and through and through and you'll start to see the results. Absolutely. And our personality, all the business owners, that is us. No problem. We come up with millions of ideas. Oh, yes. So, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that you can shut it off. The one thing you do, in my opinion, if you, just a quick tip, you can get a book called The Parking Lot. Write down all your ideas in that book, The Parking Lot. And then when later on, get to it. Right now, a lot of people are at the beginning of a business, they start thinking about legacy, building legacy. Dude, that's too early. 
right now you got to get the bill paid. You got to work on the very, very basic stuff and slowly, slowly building it up and it gets bigger. Then you see more opportunity, what's, what are possible. And then you take it from there. I absolutely love it. Love it, love it, love it. I think this message today is, is just so crucial because it is very easy, especially in today's age with the internet and social media and all of this to get easily distracted away from who you are to try to appease the masses. Cause that's the message from all the gurus out there is volume, 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 just get in front of as many people as you possibly can, where you're, you are community hit the pavement, be consistent and become basically a local celebrity is, is what it sounds like. And that allows you to have complete control over your business. Absolutely. And remember uh, one thing I want to say, Derek, at the end of the day, business, uh, I'm talking to businesses who are like mine are services. It's a totally different animal than a business that sell product. Sure. Selling product, you can basically pump out, put ads, whatever you want. But service, you have to be really careful of your reputation, the way you treat this business. And I just want to emphasize, when you are a service, you have to, especially in a little town, you basically, people are watching you. Take it and take your time. No quick fixes, no tricks, none of these gimmicks and stuff. It will ruin your reputation. None of that stuff. Think through and be patient. It will happen. Uh, as I said, just put in work. Play, play the long game. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Again, you're a little gym in that, in that town. So that's the, that's the way to go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'll tell you one thing. I can't give credit to who it was because I don't remember who told me it, but they said, if you're going to have a reflection, especially on the service business, like I said, come from the gym world as well, is if you did not own that gym and your mother was going to that gym and she explained to you everything that was happening, would you be happy that your mom was spending 200, 300, 500, $600 plus per month to go there? If you're not, you have a broken model. And yeah. once I started taking that approach of, would I be happy to have my mom come to my gym? Everything changed dramatically uh, in terms of the level of service because I stopped worrying about, like you were talking about, the gimmicks, the quick fixes, the band-aids, and really started yeah. focusing on client experience, client expectations, providing a much higher level of service than what we were even selling. So they were floored and blown away. And that allowed us to really start seeing that compounding growth because people weren't, weren't leaving and people were referring like crazy. Uh, absolutely. And then one, another thing that I want to add to this is uh, the consistent experience, consistency on experience for a client. And remember, your employees are your clients as well. So you have to be that person is consistent with his attitude, with his energy. It's not going there one day he's upset, one day he has a personal problem. No. Yes, yes. You are a superhero. People are looking up and looking at you. You're you're setting example. You pay people paying you. All your drama, all your distance, your stuff, gotta stay out of it. I've seen it many times at Gold's Gym. The, the guy comes in, big time bodybuilder, you're looking, you're excited to see him and you got you paid to train with him. He has a, he having a bad day. What the hell? I'm paying him. So do you when you come to a business, you have to lower all the noise and pressure and come in with the same consistent attitude. So people, they basically they can count on you. <laughs> you know, they can count yeah. on you. So this is no mood swing and stuff. You are a superhero when you are running a business, especially gym. So go in with that attitude and let uh, everyone feed off of that energy. Ladies and gentlemen, the message of this entire podcast is consistency, 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 show up every single day, show up for your clients, do the boring work, put it in time over time and good things are going to happen. Absolutely. 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 Right. So Sirvash, I'm going to give you an opportunity here to 
plug six packs? Where can people find you online if they wanted to connect, if they uh, want to look out for your book uh, that's going to be coming out in the next few months? Like I said, we said we're shooting for March of 2022, correct? Correct. Correct. Awesome. So where can they find you? Where can they connect? Our website is sixpacksgym.com, which is a, a spell with X, six and P-A-X. And the funny thing, PAX stands for a peaceful, I call my avatar warriors, six packs warriors. So peaceful warriors, PAX in Latin, I think it meant uh, peaceful. So uh, if, if they are ever in LA, we are, I'm in Culver City, not far from LAX. I would love to, them to come and just get experience for what it is, what the gym is. They, they, I'm sure they're going to hate me after training with me. <laughs> but, but it's, a, it's a love-hate relationship, right? <laughs> correct. So they're more than welcome to come in and try a free session at my gym. Uh, but the book will be out hopefully in March. And uh, if you just follow me on uh, on Instagram, Six Packs Gym, uh, you will see all the updates. I almost have I'm pumping videos every single day out. So it's <laughs> so constantly post videos. I, I love it. I love it. So so listeners at home, it's S I X P A X, correct? Correct. Gym.com. Okay. Yeah. All right. So sixpacksgym.com, Instagram, sixpacksgym. You'll find Sarvash and the rest of his team there. I'm sure some of your clients are on there as well. Yeah. So super excited. Make sure you're jumping on. Give him a like. Give him a follow. Start checking out some of his content. I'm sure you're going to learn a lot from this gentleman. We've only spent a couple of minutes together, and I am absolutely floored with his message. So I want to thank you for coming on today. Thank you, Derek. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. And uh um, I'm sure we will be back. <laughs> yes, yes. I look forward to staying in contact with you for sure. So if you found this episode exciting, if you, if you learned a few things, I know he dropped a lot of nuggets and a lot of bombs today. Uh, make sure that you're liking this, this podcast, subscribing to it, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy the show, don't forget to join our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash best FB group. And you can join our Facebook group. If you're interested in learning how we can create infinite velocity in your business, just go to scale to the number two win.com. That's scale to win.com.